are listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Top of the morning to you. Final Tuesday of February. Good show lined up for you, but first, how the heck are you? We are Miller and Moulton. This is the Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Top of the morning to you, Mark. I don't think your Monday could beat your weekend, but how you doing today? I'm doing great, and, and good morning to you, and well done there, because I heard a little... You know, like a, a little frog. I was yes. nervous. I was nervous. Grabbed you, and you were still able to, without clearing your throat, without taking a drink of water, still Thank get you. out an effective how the heck are you. That yeah. is a pro's pro right there, David. There you go. That's I how I listen. like to start up the show. You know what? It's, it's like that first at bat. It might have come high and tight on you, and it might have, you might, you didn't rub the dirt off. You just got right back in the box and delivered a clean base hit. Just got to sometimes move the frog to the side. All right, you don't have to swallow the frog. All right, you don't have to displace the frog. Just, just kind of move it. So, yeah, I was glad I was able to do that as well. I probably should clear my throat before, you know, while the music's playing. I should probably, you know, like an opera singer, la 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 la, you know, something like that. I thought that's what you went to the kitchen to do in the morning. I don't, you know, I I know you you make a run, you know, some make a run to the border. You make a run to the kitchen about five fifty five. That's yeah, no, I just do that to eat. Uh, I'm not thinking about the show or clearing my throat. I'm still that's that's prime eating time right there. So my wife's all over me. She's like, "Will you stop eating on Twitch? That's really obnoxious." I'm like, "Actually, I, I think it lets people in on you know the true behind the scenes. I mean, you know, don't try to polish us up. I mean, we're Miller and Moulton, all right. We're, we've got a dull." you know, glaze to us. That, that That's who we are. We know who we are. We've been doing this long enough now. So, you know, there you have it. 21,000 is the text line. If you want to try in the show, if you want to watch David eat, you can go to twitch.tv slash Miller and Moulton, but get there a little early because, you know, if, if you're not there before six o'clock, you may miss the final bites, but yeah, don't worry. He'll come back with some cereal in the six o'clock hour occasionally. Oh, definitely, definitely. You can you can count on me eating throughout the show. There is no doubt about that. You know what was good last night? All right. Well, last night proved something. We have a system, and if things don't fit into our system, we shouldn't deviate. Really? <laughs> right. That's what last night. I mean, you. I think we're trying to make that point yesterday. But, you know, some of us, me, all right, like to just, you know, just gamble. And you kept saying, yeah, it doesn't really fit our system. You know, and I'm like, ah, come on, you know, that's kind of close. And, well, but we got to play this because they haven't won in a year. And, you know, so, and you're like, ah, I don't know. Then you got, you know, happy peppy bursting with love over there. You know, oh, the Pistons are playing. I'm betting the Pistons. I'm betting the Pistons. Oh, the Heat are playing. I love the Heat. So, you know, you, you knew he was betting. That was a new voice. That it was. That was a new level of obnoxious It was. It went, it went up an octave. And you know why? Because you're 
plays won last night and all my plays lost. <laughs> and okay. that Memphis Nets game you loved so much? Oh, I know. That we didn't play, thankfully, when the Nets were up like 26 at the half. Yes. I noticed okay. that and got a giggle out of that myself. Yep. So, once again, Moulton needs to stick with the system. Bad night okay. for Miller and Moulton. They took one on the chin. But congratulations if you followed this show at all. The Delta are they the Delta Devils? The Delta Devils, baby. Mississippi Valley State. Big W last night over Prairie View AM. That is Big. their first win of the season. Correct. It started, by the way, in early November. In nearly four full months, 0 and 27. Let's give it up to the Delta Devils. Nine and a half point dogs at home winning outright. That's a quality win right there. Tied with two minutes to go. The pressure was on. It was a barn burner, too. I mean, when you're tied at 47 with two minutes to play, who has this been an exquisite display of basketball? But that, I don't know if you want to say Barry's Elite, it was fun to see that happen. But the Heat last night didn't have anybody. Um, and Spo said the same thing pregame. Oh, we got enough. We're good. And you're like going through the list of guys they don't have. Like, Spo, are you sure about this? You're out three starters and four reserves. Three of the four play regularly. I mean, are you sure? Yeah, we're fine. Two of your three best players. Yeah. I, I know Sacramento just beat the Clippers, but no, we're good. We got this. And he was right. You know, we were talking about this before the show. I mean, if you're the Celtics, first off, you got to stay healthy. But let's just assume they're staying healthy. Who's the one team in the East you don't want to see? The Miami Heat. There's no doubt. Forget Giannis and Milwaukee and if Beat comes back for Philly and oh the Knicks, the Knicks. Whatever. Whatever. They're a good they're a good team. Right. They're not a they're on their best day, they're a very good team. They're not a great team. Okay. Cleveland on its best day is a very good team, not a great team. All right. Not, they're just like, man, could somebody just take the heat out in the first round, please? Please. <laughs> you know, can we just not see the heat? Uh, and so now, of course, it's the only playoff series I'm rooting for. Right. I mean, there's the only one series you want to see in the East right now, and that's somehow for the Heat and Celtics to match up. Absolutely. Don't care what round either. No. In fact, I think the earlier, the better. And you're right. And you're right. I mean, the, the Cavs are a nice team. The Knicks are a nice team. The Bucks are a nice team. But I don't think that they, you know, the Bucks defensively don't have enough to me. The Knicks and Cavs just don't have enough scoring to match up with Boston if they're all there. So, you know, it's that time. I mean, we're six weeks away from playoffs here. NBA, NHL. I mean, you got to start looking ahead. Fortunately, though, in hockey, we still have a trade deadline. Those things are great, especially in the NHL when the over-under on the number of trades is 37 and a half. Uh, and that's just in the 48 hours leading up to the deadline. That doesn't include anything else. 
So fun time. March on the horizon, or as you two call it, Izzo. Whatever. Not me. Whatever. I'm not even worried about that right now. That's the least of my concerns. I'm more fired up about our show today. John Harris will join us at 8 o'clock. He covers the Texans. We'll talk a little. He's also live from the Combine. That's why we got John. He's in Indianapolis. I'm fine with covering the Texans because there's things there that are worth talking about. We've got Steve Carney to talk about the Rays. Yeah, little spring training baseball for those of you going, when are you guys going to talk about baseball? Well, the, first off, there's still they haven't even signed their free agents yet. I mean, baseball's not given us a whole lot to talk about. And David Sampson, of course, making his weekly appearance on the show. Yeah, whatever it is he wants to talk about. Exactly. Talking. Yeah, we're good. We're good. But, so yeah. Little this combine's getting underway. You know, spring training games are underway. We may actually get all the free agents signed by opening day. Uh, maybe. Not sure. Not sure. Man, they got to do something about that. I will say, so far, you know, Scott Boris has uh, four clients. And right now, he's either 0 and 1 or he's 0 0 and 1. He did not get a win with Cody Bellinger and the Cubs. That was not a win. That, from Boris' standpoint, had to be a loss. It he was looking for two hundred million and got what ninety? Well, he got eighty. Eighty. I'm sorry. Years and really, it's a one-year thirty million dollar deal because Bellinger can opt out after a year, and then it's a two-year sixty million dollar deal because he can opt out after two. So yeah, that that to me is win Cubs. So I think Boris is zero and one. I think he's 0-1. So, and I hope he goes 0-4. I really do. I do. This this one agent holding the whole sport hostage thing, no, it, it, break him. We need to break him. I'm with Manfred on this one. We need to have a free agent signing period. Need to do it like the NFL where there's urgency where, what is it, March 11th, 14th, something like that. Everybody runs free. You know, it's like animals out in the wild. That's what I want if I'm running a sport. Not this, well, we're going to sit tight. We're going to hold our cards close to the vest. We're gonna... <sighs> That's exciting. Coming off a really exciting baseball year, too. It's had the worst off season since they were going on strike. Uh, really? Yeah. Soto's a Yankee. Yeah. It was a good offseason. The Yankees made a splash. That doesn't <laughs> – no, and I'm being serious here, David. You're Mostly you're right. But the biggest player out there signed with the New York Yankees, so I can't call it the worst offseason since the strike. That's all. And Otani's a Dodger. No surprise. But even Otani, no, nothing happened in free agency till Otani took his month to figure out he was going to the Dodgers. Well, hell, we all knew he was going to the Dodgers. Why couldn't we wrap this up three and a half weeks sooner? You're right, Mark. Yankees got Soto, which if he were smart, he would just resign there because he could hit 600-plus home runs in that ballpark. That lineup I mean, is you know, so fun. 
Could you imagine if Giancarlo Stanton could still play? If they could get one year out of Rizzo, I mean, they could go Soto, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, three through six or two through five in their order. Mm -hmm. Could they just, I mean, even if you don't root for the Yankees, kind of like, boy, that could be fun. I've thought about getting the package because that lineup is worth watching every damn day this year. Look at us getting excited about NBA playoff series, about Major League Baseball, about the Delta Devils. Man, we are just high on life today, aren't we? Don't bring me down, David. <laughs> Don't bring me down. Got a great show lined up, David Sampson. In 47 minutes, the starting five is a mere 25 minutes away right here. Thanks for listening, Miller and Moulton. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-one minutes past the hour. Pat Kerwin will not join us today. He is traveling to the combine today. Pat will join us tomorrow. But John Harris, who's directly associated with the Texans, but also covers the NFL as a whole, he is at the combine. He will join us coming up in our eight o'clock hour. David Sampson next hour. We'll talk some spring training baseball with Steve Carney as well. And Mark, ha ha. Ah, ah, we got ourselves some sexy this year. Our quarterbacks have quarterbacks this year, Mark. Oh, this is cannonballed into the deep end of hype. Right quarterbacks, here. receivers, a lot of and, skilled guys. And we got teams at the top of the draft that need quarterbacks. Yep. Oh, yeah, this is just, this is going to be rumor central. And then we just wait to see what good players slip, fall all the way to the Ravens. Yep. Because, man, our quarter Mark, I mean, we could have uh, four quarterbacks taken in the top eight. It just it, it, People are going nuts right now. People, yeah. Three receivers, four quarterbacks. I mean, I don't even know if there's a defensive player going to get taken in the top ten, Mark. It's all about offense, which is funny because I thought the Chiefs just won with But anyway, <clears throat> yeah. So it, it's, this is going to be, the hype machine is going to be bat blank crazy. I think record ratings for the draft. Oh, absolutely. I'm calling that sucker right now. Uh, there's, there's, when you've got that many quarterbacks going high and the hype on Williams, oh, there's no doubt. But you know what I'm enjoying? See, now we got the detractors coming out. Now, I mean, there was that, remember two weeks ago, we read that unnamed scout who just tore Caleb Williams apart. Jeremy got at him like a fish. And you know who came out? Merrill Hodge. And Merrill Hodge has been really good for like 10 years about these first-round quarterbacks. He said Manziel was a fifth, sixth-round pick, a project. He really wouldn't touch him. I mean, last year, look about what he said about Stroud versus, you know, the kid in Carolina. I, I mean, you know, Merrill's got a he's he's got a he's got some pelts on the wall.
for a fullback, he's got some pelts on the wall when it comes to evaluating quarterbacks. He tore Drake May up yesterday. Tore him up. I'm like, ah. That's all I need. I got a guy who's torn Caleb Williams to shreds. Now I got a guy who's torn Drake May up. Let's go. Well, and I'm a Daniels guy for what it's worth. Ah, uh, here we go. That That's the guy I like. The LSU quarterback, the Heisman Trophy winner, the latest Heisman Trophy winner, not the Heisman Trophy winner from the year before. But everything you read about, you know, it's funny, Williams getting ripped, you know, and, and so much has been made of, his nails and crying to mom. And yet all the things you see is that this guy is into football, that he likes to study the game, that, you know, that he's, he's the first guy in the film room type of guy. All, all the things you hear are the right things. Then again, there are rumors that he's not exactly the greatest huddle and locker room guy that, you know, were his USC teammates happy that he didn't play in the bowl game? They sure seemed like it. They sure sounded like it afterwards. Talking about it was nice to be a team again. Huh. Wonder what they're talking about there. He supposedly wants no part of Chicago. Did you see Peter King's little throwaway line in his retirement column yesterday? He just threw some stuff out there. He goes, I think the Bears are going to trade the number one pick. Whoa! Oh, you know, Peter King's not, you know, Adam Schefter. He's not, you know, making his living on scoops and stories. He's a reporter. He did a lot of in-depth stuff. He, you know, he would have the occasional scoop. But, you know, based on people he's talked to and what have you. He said, right now, if you're asking me, I actually think they're going to trade the pick. Whoa. Which is great because Justin Fields last week took the bears off of all his social media, made the statement, just do whatever you're going to do. I've had enough basically. Which by the way, can't you just keep everything with the bears on your social media and just hear me out here? Avoid social media. And if you're doing a podcast or the interview that he was doing, he's asked, I don't think his answer was that far off. Whatever they're going to do, I just would love them to do it. Okay. I, I, have, I have no problem with that. I think that's an honest answer. And who at that point, I mean, we do have to, and, and I, I get that the money's great and all those things. We do have to at least at some point think about these guys and go, it would be a son of a gun that you're sitting there and someone else determines where you're going to work next year. Mm-hmm. Right. And for years. Right. And they can even tag you. I mean, in theory, for the next seven years, you're playing somewhere where you maybe don't want to play. The rookie contract, they determine the option, not you. And then they can tag you for two years. Not you. Right. Now, I mean, got to admit. No, no, no. The money, the perks are all great. Right. It just, but I mean, 
being interviewed at that point. I just would like them to figure whatever they're going to do, do, please. That's all. Mm-hmm. No, I think we could all have a little sympathy for it. I just don't know if he needed to do the whole scrap them off a of social media thing. I just don't think it's a very mature look. The mature thing to do would be to just, you know, just avoid your phone. That's all. And why do you care? If it's that bad, delete the app for a week. Yeah, no big deal. So, but I thought that was interesting. Peter King just throwing that out there. Could you imagine having the number one pick two years in a row and trading it both years? <laughs> when quarterbacks are going one-two in at least both years. And this year, they may even go one-two-three, supposedly. It, the hype's going to be just bat playing crazy between what Chicago going to do at one. Is New England going to hold on to their pick at three? Okay, Harbaugh and the Chargers at five. I mean, they you want to trade up for a quarterback, don't you have to call L.A.? They don't need one. And you don't know what the Giants are going to do at six. So, in theory, you got to trade up to five, right? So, Mark, we could have three quarterbacks taken in the top five, and two trades in the top five. In fact, I'd be willing to bet on it right now. I'd take that bet right now. Three quarterbacks go in the top five, and there'll be two trades. In the top five? In the top five. I think both the Patriots and the Chargers trade out. Absolutely. Patriots would be foolish to draft the quarterback at three. Their roster's a disaster. A disaster. Well... They, they, Oh, okay. And I agree with you on the roster. But if they think Daniels is the guy and he's there, how do you not take him, David? Well, he's going to get beat up for two years minimum, and you're going to waste two of his rookie contract years. That's And I'm with you, and I'm with you on Daniels also. But that's part of the problem. You know, it's going to take you so long to put a team around Daniels that by about the time you put the team around him, you got to pay him. Miller and Moulton. The starting five is next. David Sampson in a half hour. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Miller and Moulton, thanks for being with us. Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. You know, we seem as if we're a little slow on a poll question today. Like, not only we don't have one posted, we don't even really have an idea for one, do we? No. So. No, I, I – uh, and this is where I – I think I edit the show a little bit too much. You had an idea. Trent had an idea. They didn't They didn't do anything for me. Okay. Yours that's was closer not, than his. That's not uncommon, you know. I mean, you know, it's part of what makes this show work. You know, one of us has an idea, the other goes, eh, huh, okay, what's your idea? Eh, huh, eh, there we go. Open it back up to you, the callers and the listeners. So uh, now, speaking of, eh, here's the starting five. The starting five. Five stories you need to know. 
It's the starting five on Miller and Moulton. Here's number one. You know, last night was one of those nights in the sports world in which you're like, you know, I could lead with something a little different. And I'm leading with the Delta Devils, baby. When you're 0-27 and you've lost 29 straight, life sucks. You need a pick-me-up. And so when you're tied with two minutes to go at home against Prairie View A&M, you need a bucket. And they got a three. Then they hit their free throws. Mississippi Valley State is 0 for no more. They beat Prairie View 57-51. Say it with me now. Delta Devils. Delta Devils. Ah, good for them. By the way, what was up with the Canes last night? The spread was 13. Carolina led by 13 coming out of the last media timeout. Now, what's supposed to happen is you miss a couple shots. Carolina hits a shot. They hit a couple free throws. They win by 17-18. Not this last second run and the lose to North Carolina 75-71. What is that all about? When did you guys decided you actually wanted to play? Right, and had a heart because you haven't had one much this season. Not for a month. R.J. Davis, though, at 42 for North Carolina. Nobody's ever scored that many points in that building before and played for North Carolina. This just in, a few pretty good players have played in that building for North Carolina. Uh, Baylor goes on the road in the Big 12, and they were underdogs, even though they were the ranked team. TCU was the home team. Baylor, 62-54. Don't sleep on the Bears, by the way. They're probably going to be like a four seed. You know, they're, they've won a natty recently. Their coach can coach. Just throw, They're in the Big 12. Tough not to bet on the Big 12 in the dance this year. Just saying. Uh, in-state, Bethune in overtime, and FAMU. Both won for FAMU, just their sixth win of the year. Uh, history yesterday, Mark, in college basketball. The rankings came out. AP top threes, Houston, Purdue, UConn. Coaches top threes, Houston, UConn, Purdue. So they agree on the three, just not the order. But the Gators remain ranked 24th in both polls, but Mark... The South Florida Bulls are a nationally ranked team. 25th in both the AP and coaches' polls. First time in program history. Good for the Bulls. Damn right. Let's keep it going, boys. Got to win the rest of your games to get into the tournament, but congratulations on being ranked because you have zero shot as an at-large. Zero. And it's a joke. If... They're already tied for the number one spot. You know, if they lose out, they can still be the one seed in the American because the worst they can finish is tied for first. So in theory, Mark, they could just mail in the rest of the regular season. They just got to win three conference tournament games. But I know what you're saying. Here's what I'm wondering. And I know that, you know, we had our bracketologist on yesterday and he said they've got no shot. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't believe that. Okay. I don't believe it. No, no, no. I, I know. Make fun of me, but come I'm on. Not, I'm not They're, making fun of you. I just, the people who do this for a living, not just Shelby, none of them have South Florida in the tournament. I understand, but 
now they've won what 13 in a row i mean let's just say they go two more weeks they don't lose your winning streaks at 16 17 probably 16 i think it would be entering the american tournament longest winning streak in the country you're nationally ranked and i know the rankings and the seedings are different but I mean, Mark, let's be honest. It's a selection committee. We saw what happened in football. I, I mean, you know, they've put teams in when we used to go with the RPI. There was a team one time had an RPI 71, got an at-large. They just felt, nah, this team should be in. Well, the metrics aren't good. Eh, we don't care about the metrics. Oh, so with them, you don't care about the metrics. But when you left this team out an RPI 37, all right, anyway. So I'm just just wondering i mean if you keep winning are you sure you're not in uh, anyway nba uh, remember a couple weeks ago the knicks were in houston and at the end of the game there was an imaginary foul called on the jalen brunson and the knicks and the refs admitted it right after the game they're like oh, yeah there was no foul there he didn't touch him and we called a foul and houston hit the two free throws and one by two well, it was in reverse last night in New York. See, there was a foul on the Knicks. I mean, they knocked a guy down. And the ref said, I see nothing, nothing. And the Knicks picked the ball up, threw it, and dunked it one by two. And afterwards, the ref said, oh, yeah, man, that was a foul. We missed that. All right, I asked the both of you, what do you want? Do you want them to just not say anything after the game or do you actually appreciate it when they go oh man our bad sorry we screwed that up in basketball i, I like when they admit it in football really? it drives me nuts i would rather they admit it david i would rather okay. than they they admit it than try to act like it didn't happen it, at least they're because they're not accountable but at least they're so as the coach during that 15 minutes between the end of the game and the losing coach who speaks first at the podium, when you find out during those 15 minutes and you go screaming at the refs and they go, oh, yeah, sorry, man, we just looked at it. We got it wrong. Our bad. So you'd rather have that as opposed to them ignoring you totally and closing the door. I think so. Okay. Because there's a part of me that I know it's better accountability, honesty. I know. But there's a part of me that at that moment, it's like, no, don't tell me you screwed up now. That does me no good now. Well, that's part of the point. I mean, Monty Williams did go to the podium and just rip the officials. He didn't just rip the officials on the podium. He walked across the court, ripped him for five minutes. Then he went to the podium and ripped him for everybody else. And another thing. He's going to get fined for ripping the officials in the way that he did. Which, yeah, that's the part that's a joke. You rip the officials, you get fined, and they admit that Even they were they wrong. Even though they admit their mistake, yes. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, I actually... That, let's see if he gets fined. Because you're right. If they completely screwed up and admitted it, then don't you think the coach should be given the mulligan? Uh, yes. So the Knicks beat the Pistons 113-111. They had no business winning that game. Uh, blew a big lead late, too. Uh, Miami was out three starters and four reserves. No problem. They're the heat. You know, that whole culture thing. Bam with 28. Miami went into Sacramento and beat the Kings 121-110. So Toronto beat 
Indiana to win their third in a row. Apparently, they hadn't done that all year, won three in a row. The coach made a deal with the team like a week ago. Listen, let's see if we can win three in a row. If we do, I'll throw a party. I'll pay for it. And so he made the comment after they had won two in a row. He goes, you know, this team is so modest, it would probably be a pizza party. So when the Raptors beat the Pacers 130 to 122, the Raptors were walking off the court chanting pizza, pizza, pizza. (laughs) That's cool. Uh, Brooklyn beat Memphis by 25. First win for interim coach Kevin Ollie. I really wanted to take Memphis. Yes. In the game. Yes. Which once again shows I really should not bet anything having to do with the association. Chris Paul returns tonight for the Warriors. He's been out since January 5th with a broken hand. Hockey. Edmonton snapped the three-game skid with two in the third. They beat the Kings 4-2. The Kraken. Beat the Bruins 4-3 in a shootout. That's good news for the Panthers that Boston only got a point out of the game. Islanders in overtime. Bo Horvat, the game winner, beat Dallas in Dallas 3-2. And Washington doubled up Ottawa 6-3. Six goals, and Ovechkin didn't score one of them. And he's been on a heater. So that was interesting. All right, the Combine's underway in Indianapolis. The word is, by the way, remember last year, three running backs got the franchise tag? It was Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and uh, Pollard for the Cowboys. The word is apparently none of the running backs are getting any tags this year. That includes Derrick Hendry, Austin Eckler, you name it. You know, no tags. So, okay. An abundance of running backs. Maybe the best free agent running back class ever. We'll see if any of them make any money. Quarterbacks are all going to be in attendance. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels reportedly not throwing. But Joe Milton, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, and J.J. McCarthy will be throwing. So there, that makes a difference. So the MAC voted to accept UMass. UMass was in the MAC for four years on a trial basis. The MAC wanted them. After four years, UMass said, ah, we're good. Now, nine years later, they're like, oh, please take us back, please. So they're leaving the A-10 in all sports except football, where they were an independent. And they're going to join the MAC not this coming year, but in the fall of 2025. So there. That'll leave the MAC with 13 teams. The thought is they're going to add somebody, probably from Conference USA. Maybe a Middle Tennessee or a Western Kentucky. Is that the worst conference in college sports now? What conference USA? The MAC. Huh. I I mean, there was a time that the MAC was a good conference in both football and basketball. Well, especially hoop. Yeah. But I mean, it you know produced players in football. It wasn't. Oh yeah, sure. You know, Roethlisberger and others, and they'd have good teams. You know, that Northern Illinois team from 15 years ago went to the Orange Bowl unbeaten. And, oh, yeah. Eric Fisher went number one overall from Central Michigan. Right. Uh, Mike Norvell's contract being finalized. He'll make $10 million this year, and he gets $150,000 raise for the next seven years after that. I don't know. Is that enough to keep you in Tallahassee? It is me. Uh, Twins and Dodgers made a trade. Manuel Margot, who got traded from the Rays to the Dodgers, uh, he was making too much money even for the Dodgers. 
So they shipped him to Minnesota, and then the Dodgers went and signed Kiki Hernandez for $4 million. Twins have a lot of bats. Twins could make a spring training trade or two. They got a lot of bats. And uh, Anthony Kim, remember him, Mark? We yeah. interviewed him at the shootout like 12, 15 years ago when he was a big thang. Hell, he was a Ryder Cup hero for the U.S. in 2008. How long ago does that seem? He's 38 years old today, hasn't played a competitive round of golf in nearly 12 years. He's already cashed in a disability policy of $10 million, which is funny because he's joining the LIV this week in Saudi Arabia. Needless to say, the Saudis are going to pay back that disability policy of $10 million. But uh, he left the tour with an Achilles injury. Then he developed like a forearm injury and a wrist injury. And at 26, he was done. Now he's 38 and he wants to play again. Remember, Norman liked him. He invited him to the shootout when he was a young guy before he had made his bones. And so here's Norman again saying, hey, buddy, remember me? And at eight minutes before the hour, that was... That was the starting five every weekday morning at this time on Miller & Moulton. As long as they're giving world golf ranking points for the Mexican Open. With the field that they had there, that yeah, there's no doubt. That is high level competition. Not just uh, World Golf ranking points, but uh, an invite to the Masters right. and two year exemption on tour and and all that stuff. Uh, that was a, that was a top flight field right there. Yep. And by top flight, that's the balls they should have been playing. <laughs> How outdated is top flight? So much so that people, young golfers listening, have no idea what I'm even talking about, David. <laughs> David Sampson is next. Thanks so much for listening. Miller and Moulton right here on the Florida Sports Network.